You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams, here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national, covering down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, yes, we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it's Monday, Monday, January the 9th. Um, And I'll be honest with you, uh, I'm going to start off with a zinger. You ready? Uh, Yeah, so I got shot a few years ago. (laughs) And I got your attention, didn't I? No joke, I was shot in the leg at a gun range. I was literally just feet away, and I watched the guy turn around with a loaded shotgun, and I could still see the blast coming out the barrel as he had what the Army would call a negligent discharge. Well, I was shooting sporting clays with some friends, and one of the men in front of me at the shooting station was shooting a 20-gauge over-under shotgun. He fired one round of the clays, and I guess he forgot that he had loaded two, so he literally turned around, and I'll never forget this. He goes, well, I missed that one. Blam! And I went down. I'm very keen on gun safety. You know, always use good muzzle discipline. Keep that barrel up and down range until you've cleared the weapon. Treat every firearm like it's loaded and ready. And even when you know it's unloaded, you never sweep a person with the working end of the gun, ever. So like I said, I was conscious of gun safety, which explains, I guess, why as he turned around, I immediately focused my sights on the barrel of the shotgun, but too late. Like I said, I can still see the cloud, the wad, and the shot rushing out the end of the barrel from literally just three feet away. Now, the the saving grace in that incident was that his barrel was just low enough to where I only caught some of the blast in my leg. The rest of my injuries came from the ricochet, where the full effect of the blast took out a chunk of concrete literally an inch from my left foot and then scattered up into my boot and my left foot and my lower leg. So, yeah, surgery followed by several months of therapy, and I was finally able to jog again. But many times I have thought that if his barrel had been just a mere half inch higher when he hit that trigger, that I might actually be wearing a prosthetic leg right now. I mean, literally three feet away. So who was this guy? Was he a knucklehead? Was he some dude that I got stuck shooting with some range time? No, not at all. He was an esteemed older gentleman that I've known for years. He's passed away now, but his son, who was also there that day, is still a good friend of mine. It was a bad case of friendly fire. It was a moment in time that cannot be taken back. It was a brief interlude into a regrettable act of carelessness, and there were injuries. It was a lesson learned for both sides. Well, let's flip that script now. Let me take the idea of a negligent discharge of something you shouldn't have done, that you shouldn't have said, that you shouldn't have acted upon, and talk about it in the political realm. Well, this past Friday night and into Saturday morning, I totally geeked out, man. I watched the votes on the floor of the House live on TV to witness the coming together of all the wrangling and the negotiations to see Congressman Kevin McCarthy elected as Speaker of the House for the 118th Congress. I wrote a piece that came out this morning on 1819 News and is going to run in various other news outlets throughout the week on why I believe that last week's debate was the epitome of what's supposed to happen in a free and elected body of representatives. I mean, there was hand-wringing and negotiation and moments of tension, but that's the way it should be. It was debate. It was horse trading. It was the way our founders intended the legislative branch to be. And in the end, it worked out. And I believe that the conservative position in Congress is now much stronger because of it. But the fact is, there apparently was some harm done. There were a few individuals who not only hurt their own reputation, but the fallout from their friendly fire is still happening. 
Much like my friend now being known as the guy who shot me on the range and the fact that I had to go through months of surgery and rehab, there has been some damage to the Republican cause, but it might not be what you expected. And oh, by the way, we're going to feel it here in Alabama. Because of the fallout that I'm talking about, it relates directly to a member of Alabama's congressional delegation. Well, first off, before I get to Alabama, there's GOP Representative Dan Crenshaw. The former Navy SEAL and Purple Heart recipient from Texas let his emotions get the better of him. In what would have to be considered some poor muzzle discipline, he popped off at the mouth one too many times, and he literally chose to refer to members of his own parties in the most derisive of terms. Saying things to the press like they need to shut the blank up and calling his peers political terrorists did nothing for the negotiation process. And truthfully, it did nothing for his reputation among members of his own caucus. Over the weekend, I watched as Crenshaw tried to explain it away and act like it was nothing. But just this morning, as the House convened in its organizational gathering to approve new chairmanships, Republican Mark Green, a conservative member of the Freedom Caucus from Tennessee, beat out Dan Crenshaw in a vote of his own caucus to become the next chairman of the House Committee on Homeland Security. Now, Texas, where Crenshaw's from, Texas is a border state. And Crenshaw's position as chairman of DHS, well, that would have been significant for that state in his bid to secure the southern border. But the prevailing thought is that Crenshaw's attacks on his fellow Republicans served to disenfranchise him in the running for the position. It was friendly fire. It was a negligent discharge. And it backfired on him. But then there is our own Alabama senior congressman, Mike Rogers. Now, international news was made, and you've probably seen the pictures, as cameras show Alabama's delegation member, a senior member of Congress, who is next in line, by the way, to be chairman of the powerful House Armed Services Committee, having to literally be restrained as he threatened and pointed at Congressman Matt Gates for not voting for McCarthy. It, it was ugly. I don't know if it would have come to blows or not. I would hope not. And we don't know to what extent Gates may have had it coming, but in a heated and somewhat uncontrolled moment, Rogers lost his cool. And as a result, he lost part of his standing in the body. Added to that is the fact that Rogers was known to have threatened other members of the Freedom Caucus earlier in the week with the loss of their committee assignments if they didn't get on board with the McCarthy election. Now, you may wonder, why would he make such threats? Well, maybe because he was a member of the GOP steering committee. That's the senior leadership of Congress where he was the representative for the Tennessee-Alabama region. And that committee is the one that makes the committee assignments. Yep. And this morning, the news broke right before I went on the air that Alabama's representative Mike Rogers is going to be resigning this week from the steering committee, meaning that key influence for Alabama may have been lost if we cannot get another one of our current delegation members on the committee to replace him. That's two episodes of friendly fire on the floor of the House. That's two members who knew better. That's two negligent discharges that brought ramifications because they could not execute their mission with more professionalism. And it may have been a singular moment in time, but it's one that both men are likely regretting. So yeah, don't be that guy. Keep that barrel up and down range, men, at all times. It'll save everyone a lot of pain and discomfort later on. And that's a wrap for the Right Side Way. Yeah, so there we are. Congressman Mike Rogers resigning from a very powerful position, the one that would have allowed him the opportunity to make committee assignments. And who knows, how would that have benefited Alabama? At the very least, Alabama would have been registered as one having clout. And now the senior guy is having to resign from that position. Why? Because he abused his rights in the position. And then Dan Crenshaw, what a loss, man. But you know what? Gain for Tennessee. And I know Mark Green briefly. I met him at a, a Club for Growth Foundation meeting. I like the guy. 
I think he's spot on. So hooray for Tennessee. Dan Crenshaw, get your act together. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. We are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid, conservative, and just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Got a bunch of text messages in already. If you want to text in or call in for that matter, the number is the same for both, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. That's the, that's the number you can. What, what you got, man? Did you read some of these text messages? I, I saw a couple. <laughs> there, there were a couple on there, and one of them was from uh, Juan from Newmarket. He said, oh, you were Dick Cheney. <laughs> Didn't somebody else call that? <laughs> and then that Brian too? called in from Huntsville. Oh, and said, I didn't God. know that Phil was uh, friends with Dick Cheney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dick Cheney goes out there on a bird hunting expedition. What uh, about what ten, twelve years ago, and literally shoots one of his compadres on the uh, out on the oh, range. Man. Uh, of course, that time I think he he filled his face with birdshot. I I um, if I got to get shot, I guess uh, birdshot in the ankle is better than. Yeah, uh, it was so. I mean, and I got all okay. So I got all the Dick Cheney, jo- Dick Cheney jokes. Do you get that a lot? Uh, every time I bring the story up, yes, <laughs> every single time. And then the other one though that I got multiple times was um, they would say something like, uh, "So uh, you like did a year in Iraq and a year in Afghanistan, and you got shot in Ohatchee, Alabama?" Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. You're like, yep, that's about right. Don't know what else to tell you. There it was. The crazy thing was when I got to the hospital. Um, yeah, I you know I I've got a bunch of friends who are in the medical profession. I called one of them while I was in route, and uh, he's <laughs> he's a surgeon. He's like, "You been shot? I'll meet you there. Which hospital are you going to?" I told him, and and he he said, "Who's your orthopedist?" And I told him, and because uh, like all the things that got broken on me have been fixed by the same doc. So you know, I, anyway, um, uh, I show up at the hospital. It's like the president's been shot. I got the ER doc. The guy who <laughs> shot me is a doc. Yeah, uh, the. Uh, the guy who I called is there. The orthopedist who he asked who it was is there. And a friend of mine who was an anesthesiologist is there. I had five doctors convassing upon me. And there was some sweet little old lady behind a curtain waiting for the third hour to see somebody. Oh, no. And I'm, just, I'm getting bum-rushed by all these doctors. What's going on? How's he doing? Anyway, it was, it was a hoot. It was a hoot slash it, you got it. Got it through okay. Prefer not to repeat it. Correct. Yes. That would, that uh, would be a very I would, good idea. I would prefer not to repeat the process. <laughs> and I don't even want to say, you know, it's just one of those learning experiences that I'm glad I have. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. How about how about I understood before it happened that it was a bad thing? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Sheila from Madison just texted in and said, your monologue was spot on today. The behavior of those two men was inappropriate and should have consequences. When you're a leader, you need to be better and set the example. Sheila, you are so right. Thank you so much. And I hate the idea that we may have lost a position of influence uh, for the state of Alabama with Mike Rogers. Um, uh, Daniel from Tullahoma takes real issue with Representative Dan Crenshaw. And, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. So Daniel from Tullahoma, I, I, I understand your sentiments here. He's basically commenting about um, the fact that he was in the Navy and whether he's disgraced his service. And I can't, I can't go there. I'm not going there. 
I mean, the man's a Purple Heart recipient, lost an eye as a Navy SEAL. No, not, not saying the wrong thing about somebody in civilian life does not in any way discredit his years of service. So, Daniel, I'm not going down on that one. That's uh, I, I, I have to differ with you, brother. Um, and then uh, John from Huntsville. <laughs> John, John literally just texted. He said, have you ever done a quadruple dipper? After all, with, all, with God, all things are possible. And then, and then he follows up and goes, okay, now that I know you've been shot in the leg, I feel really bad about giving you a hard time on the triple dipper. <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't doing it for sympathy here, Brother John. But uh, anyway, text lines are open. Text us your feedback. Text us your sarcasm. We'll, we'll, we'll do what we can with both. Uh, Allie from Athens has texted in, too, and said, um, is it, I don't know what you're saying to me, Allie. Is it uh, hoots? I don't know what that means. But <laughs> anyway, it was wrong. Um, and, you know, we used to have to, and Allie can probably rec- recognize this because she spent all that time in Baghdad, but we used to have to go to the clearing barrels where you walk through into the gate of uh, any fob. You had to clear your weapon so you're not walking around with a round in the chamber. And uh, there was always somebody who'd forget how to clear a weapon right. Um, and I've got some stories about that, too. Luckily, nobody got shot that I know of uh, at the clearing barrels. Um, all right, we got a full show for you. So coming up here in just a minute, we're going to jump right into number one of the Triple Dipper, scams and shams. And top of the hour, I've got Jamie Harding calling in. She's uh, the assistant director of communications for the state of Alabama for the AARP. I called her because um, Jamie, I follow her on Twitter. Uh, she's actually pretty funny. Uh, most of her stuff is, is personal on Twitter, but she... She is, I, I have since discovered since I asked her to come on the show, she has been the spokesperson around the state of Alabama for the, um, you know, the questions about uh, elderly um, abuse when it comes to finances and, and scams and shams that have been perpetrated upon the elderly citizens, not just of our state, but of the nation. There's been a dramatic increase in the last few years, and it's sad. And, and they, they prey upon people who are lonely. They prey upon people who are vulnerable. They prey upon people, and, and they know it. That's what's so maddening is they know ex- they're not, it's not like they accidentally stumbled. They, they sit around and think, okay, who's the neediest person we can find who might have some money? And let's go trick them. Let's go play with their emotions. Let's go hose them for the rest of their retired life uh, and, and, and make them feel like they're doing the right thing when really all they're doing is sending money to Nigeria or, for that matter, to some scammer down the street. Uh, it's sad. So, yeah, we're going to talk about scams and shams because, like I said, there's been a massive increase. Technology is part of the reason. But the other part is I think our society is becoming more prone to it, and we got to stop it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 